This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. It is 360biz.com. My name is Deborah Mafodi. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz. You know, this is a beautiful Wednesday evening. You know, the minute you hear us on the radio, you know that it's definitely Wednesday, 1 p.m. right here on Cliff Central. The name of the show, it's 360biz. You know, this is a show that brings you all things business. So we bring you decision makers. We bring you legislators and industry champion. I'm proud of that today we bring you lioness. And you know that some of us in South Africa that we are in the Women's Month. So definitely we cannot go and start or even finish this one without celebrating some of these lionesses that are doing amazing things. I mean, we bring you beautiful and powerful lionesses that are doing amazing things for themselves in their respective folds. Others, I mean, they've gone beyond their boundaries to achieve greatness and are playing a critical role improving the communities that they live in and South Africa as such. I'm proud that I'm not alone in studio. Uh, I've got these lionesses. I'm looking forward to definitely be introducing them. I'm going to be bringing you one of the lioness who's Miss uh, Lesejo Mashishi Matlala, who's a soldier turned businesswoman. Um, she's not in studio yet, but she's definitely on her way. She'll be here in, in not so long. And we've got Miss Stu Missy Banda, who's an attorney turned author and coach. Um, we know I definitely we need to be having as well Pumino Beaver. We'll see if ever she's still be able to make it in studio. I'm not alone. Um, in studio, but I'm with these ladies, and definitely I've got a dear and a good um, friend of mine, Tsecho, who has managed to actually put um, the show together for us. Uh, Bulelani, unfortunately, is not here at this point in time. I'm sure he's still coming, <laughs> or whatever. You know, I always say that business people don't become late. Instead, they become delayed. And let me take this opportunity to bring in and welcome our guest in studio. Tsecho, um, how are you, ma'am? Hi, I'm good. How are you? No, good, thanks. Do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what you do. Yes, my name is Tseho Kekana. I was given the opportunity to produce the show today, so thank you, Teboho, and the mm. 360 Biz team. Um, I'm a PR professional mm-hmm. um, um, by by profession. Okay. <laughs> and um, I also have an empowerment um, movement that I am running, um, which is called Destiny Steps Empowerment, um, oh. that actually started the whole Lioness feature So um, I'm very glad that we're doing This feature, the Lioness And we're profiling um, powerful And strong women that are doing great things In their community, so I'm excited About it, so thank you No, definitely, I mean you are powerful And um, you know, move and shake A lioness in your own right But I mean, for me, it's something that, that, that I find interesting, that we live In a country, or in a world Women hate on women Mm-hmm. So, and not only that women hate on women, but you've decided to say you'll go out of your way to actually want to put up an event or a concept that brings together women. Why is that? Because I, uh, the whole concept behind the line is, is to, yes, empower women, mm-hmm. but I've also found that a lot of women, um, do not do things or are pressured by society because they don't know or haven't unleashed their inner strength. So once you find your inner strength as a woman, mm-hmm. that's when you you are able to know your worth and then you are not pressured by what society tells you to do. So that's what I'm trying to achieve by by um, the event, The Lioness, and um, showing that there are women like Butumi and your Lesehos out there who are able to go against the societal odds and mm-hmm. achieve their dreams by unleashing the strength that lies within them. 
Hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it is very interesting. Um, that for me, obviously, I've never been a lioness. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it feels like to be a lioness. You're a lion. You're um, a lion. Yes. yes. So, so, but you know, the interesting thing, when you, when you look at, um, you know, the culture of lions, um, I mean, out there, um, I mean, you see half of the time the lionesses are the one that hunts. Mm. Uh, for the lion mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what you call baby lions Cubs <laughs> Or cubs <laughs> and for the cubs So so I mean <laughs> um, I mean it really says that that um, Lionesses and lions themselves I mean are powerful um, You know um, species Or mm. animals mm. for that matter mm. But right now then you bring this to the human element mm-hmm. Women don't want to hunt for men You know so Do you do you want to bring us up to speed? Ah, they will. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not about that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the lioness is, you know, it's 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 the female lion that unleashes the power within the lion. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I'm saying, so like we always say that um, the woman is the neck and the man is is the head, and the head can't move without the neck. So. Lions and lionesses need each other mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately The lioness will never I mean the, the female I mean the human lioness will never hunt For the lion, I'm sorry From the human element um, <laughs> It's men that need to hunt for the woman And then the woman will dedicate their lives Into ensuring that the man Is powerful Yeah. No thank God I'm a, um, Thank God uh, you know this is a business show uh, <laughs> otherwise, we'll be getting on debates as far as discussing the lion and yeah. and the lioness. Do you want to take this opportunity to welcome our guests? And yes, um, I'd like to take the opportunity to welcome our two beautiful, powerful lionesses. Um, it's Dumi Sibanda, who is a life coach, a champion in empowerment, and also Lesoho Matlala, who is a businesswoman. She is the director of Limitless Occupational Therapy. Welcome, ladies. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah. um, Lisa, I know you, ne? Yes, no. we've met a number of times. You know, where there's business, there's the work, there's everything <laughs> else. <laughs> no, 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 definitely. Um, do you want to, ladies? Maybe let's start with you, Lisa. Oh, no, first come, first serve. Let's start with you, Austin. <laughs> um, do you want to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is that you do. Good afternoon to everyone. Um, my name is Miss Banda. As introduced, I'm a life and business coach. I'm an author. I'm a speaker, and I'm also a creator of uh, my voice conversations. So, what I do, Deboho, um, is my passion is empowerment of women. Mm. Um, I call myself a, a mission champion because I am on a quest to get women to live a mission-driven life. Mm. And I do that through life coaching, where I coach women and professionals. Okay. And I also do that through business coaching, where I work with uh, entrepreneurs who are starting out to help them you know, to put together their businesses. And I also do that through speaking in different um, platforms, and I've also written a book called My Voice Through My Eyes. So I do that. It, it ministers when I'm not talking. It does the ministering for on my behalf. Isn't that the book that you owe me? Yes, that's the book I owe oh, you. Oh, okay. I actually <laughs> brought a copy. I'm very, I'm very wise. Oh, okay. No, de- no, definitely. I mean, I think we, we we've been on the um, 
Hope Factory uh, advisory board together. together. Correct. Oh, yes, okay. No, definitely. And I also created um, monthly conversations that are called My Voice Conversations. They mm-hmm. were really pretty much based on the book, but the purpose is really to have conversations with women so that we talk about issues that confront us as women and co-create solutions together. So I do that on a quarterly basis. So that's pretty much what, what I do um, outside of being a mother, outside being a, a wife, a daughter, an aunt, cousin, etc. Mm, no, definitely. And Liseko? Uh, uh, well, I am firstly a wife, a mother, sister and I'm in business but my profession is occupational therapy so I I own a private practice that is limitless occupational therapy services where we focus on medical legal work, uh, employee wellness, we have a pediatric department and we have offices in Pretoria, Johannesburg and Nelspruit Mm -hmm. and then I'm also um, a part of the Be Empowered movement so I'm a trustee there, which is an MPO where we focus on township revitalization and helping young people uh, get into business or inter- or give them skills for entrepreneurship. Then I'm also an, an ambassador of the Bonginge Mazuma Foundation, which focuses around uh, awareness around diabetes. Oh, you've been captured, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> I'm captured by by... The wellness and health of it Yes, I'm definitely captured with that's concerned <laughs> Oh, okay No, definitely And I think Let me let me leave the lionesses uh, To actually have a conversation I'm not a lioness So I don't really know What, what, what affects lionesses Alright So um, I think I will, I will start with you Dumi um, You're a champion for empowerment And you want to see people Transform their lives for the better So how How do you do this? I do this through coaching. Um, and by the way, the lady who's doing the video is one of my clients. So that's empowerment. Who knows? Probably be working with you soon. <laughs> so I do that um, through coaching. I do one-on-one coaching and I do coaching for professionals in corporates. So I work with the existing um, consulting companies where they've got leadership uh, programs in their clients' uh, premises, I go and do the coaching component in those um, programs. And I also do group coaching as well. And as I said, I also do the, the conversations that I do. So it's really about dialogue. And the focus in these dialogues that I have in coaching, uh, my coaching process, is to help people really to get in touch with who they are. That's very important. Mm. Who you are and what it is that you want out of life. So identify who you are, know what your mission is, because everything that you do in life must flow from that mission, whether it's in your relationship, professional or social or romantic, Mm. your mission must live in that relationship. Whether it's in your job, your mission should be able to live in that job. In your business, your mission should be able to live in your business. So for me, this vessel the lioness vessel yes. It's what is very key So once you know who you are You understand yourself You can step into any project And let your mission live in that project Sure, that is powerful That is powerful So what drove you to become a, a life coach? 
My personal experience, actually. Um, I, I worked, I'm an attorney by profession, admitted attorney not practicing. And uh, I practiced very briefly and I worked in the consulting space. So personally, I didn't know who I was. <laughs> You know, and I speak so easily about it now, but it was something that I was hiding for a very long time. I didn't know who I was. I didn't have confidence because of the fact that I didn't know what is it that I stand for in life. And I went through my professional life, which looked very successful, but I had so much turmoil inside until I got to a point where I was asking this question. There must be more to life than this. Just climbing the corporate ladder. There must be more to life. It's not enough that I'm just climbing this corporate ladder. And um, I really got into a mini depression. I was not even away. In hindsight, I realized that I was in depression. I would actually cry myself at night. Sometimes I'm frustrated. What I'm doing, I'm not enjoying anymore. There must be something. And what turned my life around was a clip from the late Dr. Miles Monroe. And in that clip, he said a sentence that stayed with me forever, which says, sometimes God will give you jobs to lead you to your work. And I was like, wow. (laughs) 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 What is even the difference, you know? And from that day on, I set out to go look for what my work is because I had jobs. I really had worked mm. in jobs. So I, I started asking a different question. It was no longer about there must be more to life than this. I started asking, what is my work? And in asking this question, because the subconscious is a very a unique, uh, I'll call it an organ, for lack mm. of a better word. The subconscious, when you ask the right questions, it goes to work for you. So as, as soon as I started asking this question, I remember that I went through coaching myself Mm -hmm. in my professional life. And I started researching. I said, I can't do this, this coaching, because there is really magic in coaching. Mm. So I started researching and I came up with different methodologies. And then I took the one that resonated with me. I registered myself and got the qualifications, other qualifications sometime later. And, you know, that's where it actually all started. And what I get out of this is pure fulfillment. Yeah. So then, I mean, tell me, um, and to me, you, you find there's a saying that says the grave is the most richest place in the world. True. Cause that's where people die with ideas, with creativity, with all of these things. Some majority of the time I was reading some study was saying 80% of the people died before they actually discovered themselves. True. Yeah. So hence the majority that discovered themselves, they the one that maximize in terms of, you know, innovating and doing all of mm-hmm. these things mm-hmm. uh, as far as the world is concerned. Yeah. So now what do you think people um, could do out there to help discover themselves? Because reality is not everyone can afford a coach, mm. you know. Yes. And but right now they're sitting in their own small world in their own small corner. Right now they're listening mm. to you. Mm-hmm. You're talking about uh, discovering yourself. How yes. one can go about discovering yes. themselves? Okay, the first one. This is tongue in cheek. The first one is that uh, I do uh, on Wednesdays evening. I do mentoring, and this is a free service. I do mentoring on WhatsApp, so you can join that. And that, that, that's the, by the way, side. But the, the first thing that I normally say to people is for you to really discover who you are. Mm-hmm. You've been living this life for quite some time. Okay. And we make decisions on a daily basis. And those decisions are being driven by something. 
which is our values and our principles. And you really need to go to that core and understand what are my values? That's the starting point. Mm-hmm. What are my personal values? Because that's what's going to be that. That's the GPS of your life. If you don't know what your personal values are, the question is that whose values are you, are you living then? Mm. So you have to really find out what your personal values are. Yeah. Because that's what directs your life. And then the second thing is finding out what are you passionate about? Most people are sitting in jobs that they hate mm. because it brings the money, but they don't love what they are doing. So find it, it's what it is that you are passionate about. And if you hate your job, but you love the money, love your job for the money that it brings and start focusing on what's, what you're passionate about. You can do it even on a part-time basis so that you get that fulfillment. And who knows, you might start enjoying the job that you are hating at the moment and then find out what you're good at. People are sitting with skills that they could be using to really generate money. So that package of those three information, very, they are very basic. Those basic three things. Once you know what that, what is it that I have in terms of what my values are, what is my passion and what are my skills? You can craft what is it that you can do? You know, that information, when you put it together and you find a space where your values live, you find where your passion exists, and you find where your skills can be used. That sweet spot, you can create magic in that. Hmm. So, coming to you, Liseho, um, talking about passion and finding your purpose. Um, you went from being a soldier yes. to a, a businesswoman. How can you just explain to us your, your journey? You know, it was actually <laughs> quite a funny experience because right before I was accepted, uh, you know, to, to join the South African National Defense Force, I was just applying for bursaries. And during that period of time, I was more the model lookalike, you know, I was skinny, tall, and always keeping up with the, les- the latest fashion updates and all of that. So going to the military was not something that I had ever envisaged, you know, but that's where I've, I learned my, fo- my first principle of having respect for opportunities, no matter which way they are packaged. Mm-hmm. Because if I did not go to the National Defense Force, I wouldn't have studied to become an occupational therapist. So I would have missed uh, the path that I'm at right now. So I took the challenge and it was so funny because I was always the one, you know, when we do fitness tests and the uh, uh, gun handling and all of that, I was always the one that did not get it. Is that right? But yeah, because I don't imagine <laughs> you holding a gun, by the way. <laughs> you know, but I was very influential in terms of my ideas and how we can advance uh, rules and certain things that are happening within the defense force. So I was able to tap into my skills and my passions and strengthen those while I was in the defense force and in order to discover myself. So when I, t- when I studied occupational therapy, also I didn't, I did not have a clue what it was about. Okay. So when I got to the lecture room the first day and everybody, Oh, I went to job shadow. My aunt, she's an occupational therapist. You know, I was completely in the dark and lo and behold, because I grabbed the opportunity, 
you know, I can't imagine doing anything else. You know, I, I was actually designed to become an occupational therapist. Even without the degree, my mind just works that way in terms mm. of empowering others, helping others identify their skills, their traits, their talents, and how to organize them in a way that advances their lives. So that's how I became a soldier, and that's how I studied occupational therapy, all by following opportunity. Mm, wow. And um, you you didn't really have um, an easy childhood. You lost your parents at a young age. Can yes. you just tell us about how you overcame that? Sure. Overcome is a strong, I mean, still now, you know, mm. it's an ongoing process. I, you, you never actually overcome losing your parents, you know, especially at a young age. I mean, when I lost my father... Uh, I was 13 years old going, going to grade eight. When I lost my mother, I was 17 going to matric. So it was, you know, both of them, it were, it was at stages where I was growing and developing and transitioning and needed my parents to be there, you know, but luckily, uh, for me, uh, you know, the penny dropped quite quickly that if I don't rise up, and make a life for myself I'm going My future doesn't look very bright Because there were no resources There was no way where the money was going to come from For me to study or do anything else So I realized that it's going to take me Doing extraordinary things So if I'm going to pass my trick It has to be an extraordinary pass So that I can attract the attention that I want The people that are willing to assist People want to help people that that they can see that there's potential and people that work hard. So I realized that very early that nothing comes from nowhere or nothing comes just because you're an orphan or you're disadvantaged. There's so many people with so many life challenges that, you know, if, if we were all to get, um, sympathy, Handouts, it would take the whole country. So people look for extraordinary results and excellence in order to support you, no matter what your situation is. I mean, Lesako, you, you find, you find young people, um, they settle for drugs. Yes. Um, others settle for alcohol mm. and others go to the extent of, um, getting themselves abused in terms of settling for abusive relationships and everything yes. else. And they, you, when you actually try to get to the crux, um, of what's the core that actually led them to what they doing now, you find that most of them they say because of the challenges they had growing mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. um, the hardship that they experienced and everything. So, so clearly, I mean, for you, um, you used the negative uh, to actually build up strength for you to be who you are today. Um, I mean, what would you say um, is one thing that maybe um, people could consider doing? Out there for them to help overcome their challenges to actually build the strength out of the negative that they've experienced. You know, I I always advise, especially I love working with young people, that you need to always guard your environment and guard the the people that are around you or what are your influences you know because we are all vulnerable to certain things we some are vulnerable to a risky lifestyle of partying or you know or drugs or this or that but if you learn early on to start checking 
who is around you? What is around you? Are you putting yourself, are you compromising yourself? You know, are you putting yourself in situations where you will be easily um, tempted? Mm -hmm. So that is the first point. The second is also, uh, you know, now we are young adults. We are raising children Uh, from the onset when when you when you become a parent you must be aware that whatever you deposit in your child that is what is going to carry them even in your absence so you know mm. so most children they always behave like they're not listening or they be, be are rebellious to what their parents say but Things that you hear in your household and that you were taught when you're alone and it's crunch time for you to make those decisions, that's where the subconscious kicks in and your brain automatically goes to the information that you've been fed. So we need to be conscious as young people and coming to raise our our babies and children that we must have intent to equip them for those days when we might not be around. Hmm. Powerful. Powerful. I'm so inspired. Um, and, and, and to you, Dumi, it's, you know, hearing Leseho and, and, and how young people are led by, you know, pressures of society and, you know, losing, I don't know, in your, in your experience and the people that you deal with. But then, um, how do you, would you, <clears throat> sorry, advise, um, young people who are going through the Instagram life, you know, mm. and the pressure of the Instagram life, you know, to actually realize that, you know, I need to be me and people need to mm-hmm. see me for who I am, mm-hmm. you know. How would you advise young people to go through life um, in a manner that that, that um, makes them understand who they are? Mm. The, the first thing that I, I would like to say, what you said is, is very true about cleaning your environment. And cleaning your environment is about making sure that once you've identified who you are and what is it that you want out of life, who are the people who will be able to help you to achieve that? And there will be people who are in your circle at that point in time who will not be suitable for you to achieve what it is that you want. So for young people, I always say you need to listen to your your gut you know, when you do something and then there's a little voice or there's some uneasiness, mm. you must know it's not talking to who you are. So be in touch with that feeling so that you can feel it every time you are straying away from what your values are, what your principles are. You can tell that what I'm doing, I'm not comfortable. And then you, at that point, you need to ask yourself, what am, who am I doing this for? Am I doing this to please someone? Or am I doing this to be accepted? And once you've identified that for yourself, you say, why am I looking to be accepted? Hmm. What is it that I can do that I accept myself for who I am? Hmm. And you are very right. The, the, the upbringing that we give um, to, to our children, helping them to anchor themselves, to anchor them into who they are from a very young age is very important mm. because if we don't do that, most of us are absent parents, unfortunately, because of um, careers, pushing careers, and we find ourselves that we, the parenting is done by our helpers, the principles that our children um, 
get fed uh, from the, the helpers, principals, mm. whatever it is. Some end up even speaking the language of, of the helper, not, <laughs> not our languages, because we've like really delegated the parenting to teachers and to um, our caregivers. Mm. So it's very important that as parents, we are there for our children in terms of what are the values that this family lives by mm. and instill them. From a very young age. I mean, to me, speak, speaking about teaching, we, 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 we've got a message here from Gifilam Zoli, mm. um, who says, I know Lesucho from high school. We attended <laughs> school together and she was a grade higher than me. I remember her geography teacher, Mrs. Tro, said that, um, she would go far in life and, and go beyond and, and behold, yeah. look where she is. I'm super proud of you and look up to you all the time. You go, girl. If you a gear gemmers. She's also a woman in business. You yeah. know, it's so it's it's always so encouraging to to see one person that is doing well, that is striving to achieve, acknowledge your hard work and mm-hmm. all of that. So thank you, Kifilwe. No, no, definitely. So now, I mean, um, the, the the point that that you raised, um, um, as to me, it's a, it's a very valid point um, of teaching. Um, right now, we 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 get taught things at school. Uh, we got taught things at home. So now you find now we're in business. Um, who teaches women? Uh, in business Because right now you realize that you, All of you guys are in business But mm-hmm. you guys cannot rely on each other Because you don't teach each other yes. You know, you don't become your each other's confidante mm-hmm. um, And stuff I think this is an answer that I'd like to get From both of you to say Who was your one teacher in business That mm-hmm. inspired you, who was a female Who said, you know what, you can do this And they'll bring out the best in you Okay do you know that in my life, I think my life was really created for this. I think I've only had two male bosses. I've always had female bosses. Mm-hmm. So there is a number of women in my life who've really played a pivotal role to who I am. From my mother, my grandmother, my sister, to the bosses that I've had. But where I am at the moment, there is two women during that time when I was struggling with the question, there must be more to life than this. There was a woman who was really my pillar, my king love. She was my mentor and she was also my boss. I used to lean, lean on her and she really taught me a lot of things. So if she's listening somewhere, thank you very much, Osmaki. And currently I've got a super, super awesome mentor, Queen Ramuzewa. She is also a coach. Oh, I know Queen. You know Queen, yes. yes. I know Queen. She is uh, my source mm. of where, where, when I need my cup to be filled, I really go to her. So there's a lot that I've learned um, from her. But also, I've my roommate or my bedmate. <laughs> my bedmate <laughs> is is a, a, a kind of a, a mentor, McLean Sibanda. Um, I learn a lot from from, uh, from him with with regards to business. You're so I'm kidding blessed me. like that. Are you are you married to McLean? Yes, I am. That's wow. my boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so you know, my journey into business, I think, was fueled more from wanting to be that mentor that helps young people or, or young women discover and and refocus their lives so at that time 
when I was working, I was learning more through observation. So as I was working in different practices and I had female bosses, it, I had, I never had a, a mentor mentee type of situation, but it was always that I'm observing what is happening, what is working, what is not working. Mm-hmm. And also whatever work that I was given to do, as menial as it was, I ensured that I excelled in that particular job and even create something new out of it. So that is something that I'm, uh, you know, when I employ, uh, I employ a lot of young people and a lot of young women, I always encourage them that, you know, when you work, you don't work for your boss. You work for yourself to see how far you can stretch yourself, how far you can extract your talents or extract your skills. And that is where I find my passion because you are very right that we don't have a lot of settings where another woman will sit with you and walk you through Mm. that journey so I'm trying to create that environment and to create that platform that young women can come to me and say this is what I'm trying to do what can I do but I also don't spoon feed Mm. you know you have to give uh, uh, women the opportunity to do things the way they innately would do mm-hmm. it, you know, instead of carving one template that this is how you do business, you know. But my husband often says to me that oh, you, you make a lot of emotional decisions, <laughs> and then I will be like, Yes, that is how I emotionally keep my workers, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's strength also in the feminine touch in the business sphere, yeah. But now, I mean, when it now coming to, to the issue of business. Um, we all know that there's only 1% of women in the JSE listed companies. Mm. Um, so for me, it says, um, that there's a lot of work that needs to be done by women. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of work that needs to be done by corporate South Africa. Um, so I don't know to say, how do you guys, um, maybe receive the news that 1% of you guys <laughs> are actually influencing JSE listed companies? Yeah. Uh, may, may, maybe let me hear from you first, mm. sir. Um, I think, I think, um, you know, as, as Lisa, as Lisa is talking, I was also thinking of, you know, the women that have been my bosses as well in the, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also seen that there are some instances where there is that pull down syndrome, unfortunately. Mm. And when you don't, PhD. yeah, when mm. you don't pull a woman up, you know, they will not be empowered to go up. So I think this one percent is it. It really, for me personally, it comes from the fact that maybe women are not empowered enough to take up bigger roles. Mm-hmm. Maybe women are not empowered enough to to lead in a way that we are required to lead, or maybe women haven't and uh, fi- found the strength to lead. You know, so I think it comes from knowing your inner self and finding your inner strength as a woman and taking risks because men take risks. Mm. Men men don't care. Men take huge risks. And um, women, we are mothers, and we. We do take risks, but most of us take, you know, calculated, right? calculated risks mm. because you're thinking, Hore, I'm, I'm a mother. I've, I've got kids to feed. I've mm. got a home to take care mm. of. So we also have that mentality that, you know, as much as I'm chasing my career and I'm building my business, I still have a home to take care of. So I think that women, as women, we have a lot of obstacles that we are putting out there for mm. ourselves. So it's not that we can't do it. It's just that we're not breaking those barriers like men do so that we can get 
to achieve those dreams and and cut out the one percent. Tsekho's on the wrong side of the fence. Let's bring this fence back. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, from listening to you, one thing that we need to acknowledge that it hasn't been, it hasn't been so many years where the emancipation of women was celebrated. I mean, still in other African countries, women are not given the opportunity to express and to engage in the corporate sphere, you know, equally to men. But what I'm seeing now. Is a is a paradigm shift and a mindset shift where, you know, the the roles of uh, the household and the office and and work and that is starting to, you know, we're starting to find a balance in everything. But what I feel women are struggling with is that that you that you're talking about the collaborative effort because the bigger you want to become, the more you you. Are expected to collaborate with other people. You know, you you can't run a multi-billion rent empire on your own. Mm. So women are struggling to collaborate with other women or even other men to get to that point where we can we can compete with the best of the best. Mm. Okay. Uh, my, my my take. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you <laughs> because um, of. Um, the experiences that I personally have had and also what I deliberately choose. The experiences that I've had, as I said, I've had women who are bosses, who, who are my bosses. And really in my, the past month I was doing a program where I was practicing gratitude and the people that I was being grateful for mainly were women that were coming up who have really shaped me. So I know that there is narrative that there is the PhD and it may be there in certain quarters, but I choose not to subscribe to that. In fact, my mentor and I choose to not to subscribe to that because we've made it our mission that we are going to uplift each other. We're going to uplift other women as well. And I employ all the women who are listening here today to say, choose to have one woman this month. By the end of this month, uplift them to some level. And we would have gone a, a long way. And um, from the, the choices that one makes, you are able to deliberately go into action towards the actions that, uh, that, that you have, uh, the, the decisions that you have made for yourself. So I think it's time we kill the narrative PhD. Mm. We really need to kill that. But it exists. It does she exist. In, cer- in certain quarters, it exists. But if we are going to latch on it and let it be what we say defines women, then we're not going to get to solutions. I think we need to start saying, away with PhD, how do we uplift each other? And each one yes. of us in their little corners, mm. who can I uplift? I think you make... And I agree completely with you. Yes. The fact that you choose. It's what you choose yes. for yourself. Yes. You know, and that's the only way you can break those barriers. Mm-hmm. But those barriers are there. And True. it's up to us to break them. You mm-hmm. know, even even for us, um f- my friends and I, we did we, we started a group called You Inspire Me mm-hmm. and it's a group of young women and we meet every single month. What we do is that we use the Bible and we try to to, to do what the Bible tells us to do. So we use what the Bible says mm-hmm. into our lives, you know, and then we grow and and, and you know, last week, and I'm sorry to bring in the Bible, because I know it's a business show. No, 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 you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> just, just last week, we were talking about the role of Adam and Eve. And we, we, we realized that it was Adam that chose Eve. 
even though God created them, but Adam mm-hmm. chose to, Adam decided that this is the, the bone of my bone and the rib of my ribs. Mm-hmm. And we realized the role of Adam and how the power that women have, bec- I mean, the role of Eve, sorry, and the power that Eve has. And it was Eve that, that convinced Adam to eat the apple. Mm-hmm. So, we then spoke about the power that we have as women mm. to 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 break those barriers and mm-hmm. so that we can see unlimited opportunities in life and and that's the power that Eve had and we are here today because of what Eve did and I absolutely <laughs> agree with so, you yeah. so but I, 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 like you said Sekho, thank God this is a business show not a, a, a business <laughs> show because <laughs> cause, cause, cause right now as well um, I mean research has shown that Eve is not the first woman in the Bible by the way. So, um, the first woman in the Bible is Lilith. So, and that was created the same time Adam was created. And even in the Bible, there's a scripture that quotes on that. So, but you see, if we're going to start getting on that debate, thank God we're talking a business show. (laughs) (laughs) Rabbit holes. Yes. But anyway, we got a message from Koketsu Maloba, who says, great show, uh, ladies and devs. It's so coincidental that a few months ago, I decided to find a coach because I was feeling the exact way that Dumi was feeling. When I played with the idea, I soon found out that coaching was seen as a white thing. This was also supported by the fact that we were very few black coaches available. I'm also going through a coaching and I love it. Not only am I um, learning more about myself, but I understand how many how my brain works and what I need to do to leverage from how I f- how it functioned. Shout out to Tsecho, who is my home girl. You're such an inspiration to all of us young women from Gogi. Uh, ah, thank you, Cookie. Yes. So now maybe let me take a, t- a different twist to this. Um, as as um, we almost gonna be running out of time. Um, right now we are living in an era where our country they've introduced the new triple B codes. Mm-hmm. Um, that are meant to be doing transformation within the business, um, to space transformation within the government, within every sector that it is, so that we're able to give black people an opportunity, most importantly, give women the right transformation, the right empowerment, Absolutely. um, that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason for me I'm asking this question is very close to my heart because I think a couple of weeks back I went to this company, um, and they said we are, you know, 51% women owned, black owned and things like that. You know, and I got there, we had a meeting, then I asked her, so where's the woman ownership? <laughs> no, they made an excuse to say, no, she's uh, having meetings wherever and this and that. And the guys were overhearing. So when I was walking to my car, one of the guys ran to me and says, no, this white man is lying to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, um, 1%, that woman ownership that you're asking is the lady that was making you tea. Yeah. So wow. she's actually there in the building. Mm-hmm. So, and Research has shown as well that there's a lot of companies that are putting together creative structures mm-hmm. uh, to actually see you guys as giving you guys empowerment, mm-hmm. but there's no empowerment, there's nothing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So now as a woman, um, how does that affect you? You know, cause do you think is it fair to you as a woman in business? Do you think is it fair so you, for you as a woman in corporate that opportunities are being taken, um, right in front of your eyes, right in front of you and they are being structured to seem as if you are being empowered where else you know for a fact that you're sitting home not being empowered? You, you know, it goes back again to the in, individual. I mean, for example, if someone is going to approach you and want you to, to be on the, on their papers in terms of representation, then we as women, you need to be empowered enough to ask those critical questions that what will my role be? If it benefits you, 
It benefits your company in this way How is it going to benefit me So it goes back again to Building uh, Women's and especially African women's Self-esteem and confidence mm. To be able to challenge uh, Those kind of setups And to be able to uncover And research and do the homework that you need To do when you're about to Get into uh, or, or Collaborate with one or the other business Because of representation So for me I, I mean I, I appreciate the codes And I feel that it, it was a necessary step that the government had to do, but it's for us now, African uh, women, to see the power that we hold and also at the negotiation table to be able to play that power card. That But you can't make certain moves without me. But that takes education and that takes also awareness, which, thank goodness, your shows, uh, shows like yours help with that. Um, just to add on that, I agree absolutely with you that we, we have to get to a point as women where we stop using ourselves as uh, France. Yes. Stop agreeing to be France. And I always say to, to women when we have my voice conversations that one of the things that you should avoid is being the only. That is the worst thing that you can pride yourself about, being the only this mm. or being the first this. So it's about us not letting ourselves be, to be used. So the the idea of, of, of us empowering each other and standing for what it is that we believe in and asking those hard questions. And if you are not able to ask hard questions, get a mentor for yourself and say, I want you to teach me how to really ask hard questions. Yes. That would be a good starting point so that when you are approached for businesses, then you can ask those hard questions which need to be asked. Yes. Or even go with someone. You know, if I know when I go to difficult meetings, I always invite my husband because he's more aggressive when it comes to business. So Yeah, no. I think I must bring these husbands. <laughs> Let's have a conversation with the husbands, eh? <laughs> No, but but you know, we, we need to, you need to be aware of what are your strengths, what are your limitations and be able to play towards your strengths. And what are you going mm. to outsource? And what you're going to outsource <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. No, I, I I completely agree with the two ladies. Um just to add on that, I believe in you need to have a voice in the boardroom. And I think a lot of women um struggle with that you know letting your voice being heard in in the boardroom especially those those you know I did PR for a, a very tough company and I can't mention it but there were so many times when we were in boardrooms and even when you spoke you were not heard but then we need to speak in such a way that you are heard and they Absolutely. listen to you and 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 that's you empowering yourself so now, I mean, um, for me, I, I remember I did this interview. I was asked to say, if I was a president for a day, what would I change? I said, I will change the take a girl to child uh, to work company. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it focuses on the empowerment of a girl child. And it neglects the boy child. Uh, that boy child becomes the rapist to the girl child tomorrow. That boy child becomes the criminal, you know, that hijacks the girl child and everything of that kind. So for me, I've learned and for me, what I believe in and in my household to say, you girl child need the boy child and you boy child need girl child you need to protect the girl child to say right now you need to protect each other because right now society as well it has raised men that are bitter that are hurting you know men have been um you know what 
uh, abused and everything of that kind. And right now you see that portraying that uh, coming out in society. That's why you find obviously now in business, uh, companies like myself, I think I've got majority of women, mm-hmm. um, you know, that are actually there being empowered because we're trying to actually what change, uh, you know, the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, the business wise change narrative to say you know what these two parties depend and need on each other mm-hmm. you know so right now you find that that's why I find most of young women are successful they're doing well yeah. mm. look at their boyfriends uh, they don't have <laughs> you know look at their husband, you know? so the few powerhouses that that they, that you guys have taken you know and and they you know and so it's something that that I think um when you look at society and uh, the ratio doesn't balance. Mm-hmm. So that's why at the end of the day for me, I want you to ask, I want to ask you as much as you're doing all this amazing work for a girl child, what are you doing for a girl child? How are you influencing or transforming men so that they're able to play part of the society and improve uh, growing the economy of our mm-hmm. country? I mean, with me, and, and this is the greatest gift, you know, having a business has helped me, uh, Feed my passion of empowering young people and especially young people from disadvantaged backgrounds. So, all my employees, I mean, Matlazi, Nukum, Pobusanang, all of, all of them, they are, uh, you know, boys, girls that are hungry to get to the next level. So, I feel I'm doing my part in the society because I'm intentionally Grooming them in whatever their strengths are within my within the power that I have, which would be the business that I run. For for me, it's uh, it because I'm a mother of boys, so it has to start at home. And um, if you are a mother of boys listening, it 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 has to start at home, so that your boy is not dependent on society. Mm-hmm. To shape them, they must be shaped from home. But with the work that I do, because I work uh, a lot with professionals, I interact with a lot of young males in in, in um, the beginning of their professions, and we really work on them. It's so amazing how sometimes you see the hurt that you're talking about the, that young men are walking around with, and I think I'm going to put a challenge to men out there to say, what are you doing for the young boys? Yourselves, mm. so that we are no longer talking about why are you only empowering women. What are you men doing out there to empower young men as well? Definitely, um, um, well, me. um, well, for me in my space, um, I can't, I can't, to be honest, I can't say I'm doing much. But then through, um, an NPO that I'm a part of, Hundred Plus Movement in in Pretoria and Atchurchville, we we do a lot for for the community. So we have youth dialogues. Um, that help uplift, um, businesses and most of the businesses are, um, the small businesses are owned by men. So we do that kind of empowerment in terms of, um, empowering their businesses. Mm-hmm. But definitely more can be done. A whole lot can be done. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, um, as we close off the show, word of 30 second inspiration to somebody that is listening. Love your job so that you can get to your Work right to me. Yeah. Appreciate whatever opportunity you have and maximize it. Okay, so for people that want to get hold of you, where can they get hold of you? Uh, you can visit our website, uh, limitlessot.co.za. So you can drop us an email there or contact us on the 
on the phone line that you'll find on the website. Okay. Word yeah. 30 second word of inspiration? Uh, word of inspiration is the motto that I live my life by, which is one of the greatest gifts that a human being has is the power to choose. So choose every day. Hmm. And um, to be, you can get hold of uh, us from uh, our website www.coachingfordreams.com, and otherwise, I am Tumisibanda on social media. Okay, ma'am. Unleash the power that lies within you, so that you can reach your potential. No, definitely. Social and, media. Um, at Tseho M O L. And on Twitter and Serofazikekana on Facebook. No, definitely. No, thank you a lot, ladies, for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, it was great, it was great having great you. Being definitely. Here. Thank yes. you very much. Um, this is all that we had for you today on 360 Busy If ever you've just tuned in, you missed out on an amazing discussion that we had with the lionesses. You can always go to www.cliffcentral.com. Um, to actually catch the podcast But anyway, you can as well catch us again next time After another exciting installment of 360Biz My name is Devo Homer 40 I'm out 360Biz on cliffcentral.com This is cliffcentral.com